Hello everyone and welcome to the my first ever transformation podcast. Uh, my name is Mifaya, also known as Ari. Or Amber Song, depending on certain <laughs> circles. I have with me today, as you can see from the title, uh, Essential, also known as TF Central, as we are again mainly a transformation or TF related podcast. Say hi, Ace. Hello. Hello, everyone. My name is A Central, and yes, also known as TF Central. Good to meet you all. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ace, how this works is, in, since you are literally the first person up, I'm going to ask you a couple of basic interview questions, almost, uh, relating to yourself, um, art in general, and transformation. All right, cool. No, I'm down. Awesome. So, always like talking about that kind of stuff. Not a bad thing at all. If anything, it makes it a lot easier. <clears throat> so, uh, tell me about yourself. Oh, um, well, like I said, my name is Essential. Uh, I am I uh, am <coughs> a pony artist. I typically draw um my Little Pony related fan art on the internet. Um, let's see. I have um, I've studied to um, I've studied uh mainly animation work, and uh, yeah. Other than that, though, I usually draw also like uh, transformation artwork, mainly of the MLP variety, mainly because that's generally where um, where I came from. I don't I don't only only draw um, MLP related TFs, but that's a big part of um of what I publish online. And yeah, uh, seems like people people enjoy enjoy it. Uh, even a bunch of people who are like, I don't like ponies, but I like this guy's work. So yeah, it 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 works out. Awesome. So. It sounds like you've been around for a little bit of time. So I've been around for a while. I've I've been I've been poking into TF since I was like a kid, like maybe nine, ten years old. Wow, starting early, huh? Mm -hmm. Um that leads into um I'll actually lead that in into that question in a minute. Uh so do you have any hobbies? Uh let's see. Other than drawing, um a lot of what I do is playing video games, but more specifically I tend to like a lot of Sims, so I like flight Sims and mill Sims particularly. Uh, I am so big into flight Sims that I have a a lot of like flight sim equipment lying around my room, specifically for facilitating a more realistic flying experience. Other than that, I also um, do a lot of um, a lot of mill sim like via Arma. I like gathering up my friends and just um, having, uh, facilitating like like simulated military operations through that game it's janky but it's a lot of fun everyone has a lot of fun with that one hmm, sounds like fun and I'm glad that your your friends are involved so i think it seems more along the lines of you are a sim enthusiast versus yep. uh, someone who just casually likes it oh i am i am like exploding over um microsoft the new microsoft flight simulator and i want that released as soon as possible <laughs> excellent uh, well that dates this podcast <laughs> uh so uh Let's go into some more uh, artistic questions, if that's okay with you. Sure thing. All right. What are your favorite and least favorite things to draw? Uh, let's see. Um, in terms of like favorite, I tend to, generally I like uh character TFs. Um, I guess you could say that um that uh if you remember the artist Foxy, she was a big influence in that regard because I remember that in the early days she was like one of the few artists that was um, apparently willing to draw character TFs because that was during that weird gray, legal gray area time 
when people didn't know um, whether or not like they could get away with doing stuff like that. But she was one of the first. And that's kind of held even today. So because I like drawing a lot of MLP PFs, there's a lot of particular characters. Not that I have anything against drawing like OCs. It's just that I generally enjoy drawing particular characters. I As see. for what I don't like, um, I, uh, let's see. I, um, I tend not to like things that are too, uh, dehumanizing, I guess would be a good term. Um, as uh, ironic considering that this is TF, but, um, <clears throat> one of the thing is that I don't tend to like drawing TFs of like pigs and cows. Because it seems more often than not that there are like themes of like dehumanization and embarrassment that come along with those that um just just it just doesn't gel with me personally. It's not really my kind of thing. I I I wouldn't say that that my TFs tend to be empowering, but I tend not to go that far down the um disempowerment route. I see. Um, so you like to keep things grounded. Yeah, I guess you could say I keep them on the level. Like, like the, it's more about like the change happening rather than necessarily falling down, falling down a ladder in terms of like, uh, what you can, can't do, what, how people see you. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, as you're right transformation does tend to lead down that particular uh, rabbit hole of um, becoming less. Some yes. people like <laughs> it, some people don't. And that yep. is fully within anyone's rights to enjoy whatever they like. Yep. No, some... I, have no, I have no issue if someone likes a particular thing. It's just, you know, it's just not necessarily my kind of bag. Fair enough. So, uh, back to regular artistic questions. Um, what is your favorite form of media to work on? I am mainly a digital artist. I usually work with a Clip Studio Paint and with my uh, with my tablet. Um, I did do a little bit of work in physical media, but it's not really something that gels well with me. Uh, for one thing, it's very hard for me to get like anything I make physical, like uh, scanned in and uh, shown. But um. Um, I can work with like a with pencil and a paper, pencil, paper, and ink if need be. Oh, but like when it comes to like physical paints, whatever, mm, not really, not really my thing. The other thing I also work on, um, other than like drawing and illustrating with um in Clip Studio Paint, I also like to animate. Um, I don't do it as often as I should, especially considering that that's the field I studied in. But it is something I have some some skill in, and I really would like to um, employ it more often. Especially in a TF context, Excellent. there's not enough um there's not enough TF animation out there, and I kind of want I really want to contribute to that. Do you happen to know? Well, there are obvious the more obvious sides of why transformation animations are very rare, aside from them mm -hmm. being abhorrently expensive most of the time. Um, do you have any idea why it is so rare? Oh well, one thing. Well, yeah, it's like um. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of skill to do a TF animation. Like, um, what, where's an illustration you can pop out and like, I can pop out like a TF doodle in like, like 10, 20 minutes if you if I'm if I'm really focused on doing it. But if I want to do a TF animation, I am gonna be sitting there leap and spending maybe even a week just to get the sketch done. 
and then then I have to I have to uh, I have to um ink it and color it and whatever if I, if I even get that far and that that's the real hard part it's just like getting all of that done and if you want and depending on how detailed you want to go with it too whether if you want it to be like a really drawn out process or if you just kind of want to draw someone's head swinging from left to right and then their face changes in the middle of it um and that is significantly easier to do than than going for something like the production length of say like the transformation scene in American Werewolf in London which is like a like a, like a 3 4 minute scene imagine animating all of that ugh that is definitely a thing not to mention the production value involved which is basically mm-hmm. what you're trying to say it's time money effort a whole yep. shebang I would I want to do that one day though. I want to be able to like I still remember like the three like the CG dolphin animation that Griff did years ago and that's still like a like an absolute gold standard um for me in terms of like a transformation animation. Interesting. So would you say that Griff would probably want be one of your main artistic inspirations in the transformation spectrum? Oh yeah, um in terms of um, <clears throat> in terms of a uh, inspirations i have quite a, a ha- small handful um griff is definitely one of them um i like i liked his focus on like the more realistic aspect of the transformation and while i do not consider myself a realistic artist i do pull a lot of cues from that realm in order to because i like my my transformation work to feel physical to feel real in that sort of sense, it to make sense. I not I don't lean very heavily into a cartoony um, aspects in my work. But, but that being said, ironically, one of my other major inspirations is uh, Foxy, uh, Foxy Arts. Um, she she was a huge huge inspiration for me, um, in terms of like a transformation art. And this, like I said before, is probably one of the big reasons why I do a lot of character TFs nowadays. Um. Um, and also just that like her TFs have always always been very fun. Very fun, very very appealing. Um just just the way that she's approached them. Uh, so like as much as even though I like taking cues from realism, I still want my transformation works to be appealing, to have like um click together aesthetically, I guess. And um, I guess one last person I would say would cite as an inspiration would be a uh, Rapton X. Honestly, if it wasn't for Rapton X, I might not be here, because it was his um, his uh, uh, Were Dragon transformation that I stumbled across first years ago as a kid, and that kicked me down the rabbit hole, as it were, or the dragon hole. Interesting, v- interesting terms. <clears throat> so, um. You're kind of bouncing a little bit back and forth, but uh, let's head back to uh, just general artistic questions. Um, are there any major goals or projects you want to get done? And I do mean like lofty goal level, something that you'd be super proud to have or have done no matter what. <clears throat> something you want to be um, known for. Right now, I am currently working on illustrating a fanfic, a popular MLP transformation fanfic called Five Score Divided by Four. I have done several illustrations for it for in preparation for it to be printed physically and delivered to people. Um, there will be about 42 drawings in total once it's done. 
the work in there is probably some of the best illustration work I have done so far, like flat out um, in my life. And I'm very proud of the work I've done on it. Um, so once that's printed, I'm excited to get my hands on that and like show people. As for other future projects, I want to do, I want to produce a lengthy transformation animation, like at, at the very least one and a half, two minutes long. And I have some, I have some ideas there. Um, of course, um, of course, uh, within the MLP space, <laughs> um, because that's still my, uh, that's still my go-to thing. Um, pony transformation. Um, and other another project another project I want to do work on um that's completely unrelated to um TF stuff I want to work on a a comic a web comic um I have two in mind one is a one is a dealing with a bunch of original characters of mine um deployed deployed on the western the western frontier of Equestria and just um just think like a, a like a bit of a mash together of mash. Hogan's Heroes and just just those kind of like shenanigans, those kind of things, alongside the the world of MLP. And a second is another uh, a sh a short form comic that that um to uh kind of like as a farewell as a farewell send off to MLP because the show ended about last year, um after after running for nine seasons and I kind of want to I want to make a comic that's just just kind of a reflection of my time with the show and the fandom around it and just give it a proper uh like emotional farewell because you know as much as i love the show and much as i love the characters and all that it can't be a part of my life forever uh, as as much as that might um might hurt to say but i so i want to do something kind of like give it a proper farewell and that's what I hope to accomplish with a comic, which is something I plan on working uh, both of those as um soon after I'm done with the uh, my work for Five Score. You're gonna have a lot of that's a lot of busy work, especially mm -hmm. for such a lot of um, normal time to fit that in as well as your normal working schedule. Yep. So but I'm gonna, gonna try. Hey, you know what? Go ahead and stick by your guns. You've got your friends and whoever else hanging out and helping you out. Um, it's going to be a little rough, but you can handle it. At least I believe so. So do your fans. Um, so what is your formal, sorry, what is your stance on formal artistic ed edu education? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, well, I guess, I guess there's uh, two ways you can, uh, separate that. You got your, um, you got your, uh, your, uh, first, um, I think it's important for people to have an artistic education from like primary, like elementary school. I think having a good, well-rounded artistic education is something that's not emphasized nearly enough for kids growing up and even going into high school. And I think that's contributing a lot to a sense that art is useless, that it doesn't contribute to anything. And I think it's, it's a very unfortunate and I think even dangerous idea to think that art does not contribute to um society that i think that um that with art it's um something that it contributes more than people realize that it's not something that you can just measure 
on like a spreadsheet that I was like, oh, because of your artistic education, you earned us like you earned us like a hundred thousand more dollars this quarter. No, it's something beyond that. It's more about how you think about and interact with the world. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of kids, and are not being equipped to be able to think about those kind of things. And I think it narrows their scope about how they can think about and approach the world as a result. Now, that's one half of the thing. The other half is like, I guess, artistic education as an as a way to be an artist, like as a as a career. Um I think with the, that kind of thing, it's um it it's dicey. I feel I feel that that to make this to make the decision that I'm going to go to school to study to be an artist is a really big one, but I don't think it's any any bigger or smaller than any other career choices really because you know just I think I think for, um because of the cultural uh I uh things around art that art is not as useful as other things that it feels more painful that if you try to go into art and it doesn't work out because it feels like oh i guess people were right all along but i think it's just as just getting into trying to get into art and either succeeding or failing is just as much of a toss-up as trying to go into nursing or going into business or whatever other kind of of um uh business you try to get yourself into and i feel like a lot of people can get themselves burned and scorned as a result of that and feel like that like the artistic education wasn't worth it um but i think it's still i think it's still worthwhile even if it's ne not necessarily in a way that you think because i can only speak from my personal experience but when i went into um when i went into art education myself i did at the time I didn't know how to draw realism. Uh, if you asked me to draw a car, I wouldn't know how to do it. If you asked me to draw a background, like um, an environment, I wouldn't know how to do it. Going to art school, going to taking all those classes, even by the end of them, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was I could necessarily draw you a car or draw like a portrait of a person realistically, like right off the bat. But it gave me the tools to be able to know how to approach it. Um, because of my artistic education, I could be like, okay, I don't know how to draw a forest scene, but because I but because of what I've learned, I know how to go about to draw a forest scene. Um, I can I have been able to draw things that I've never drawn before because of my artistic education, because that because that education gave me the tools to be able to approach certain problems in a certain way and be able to do it with confidence um, rather than just feeling around blind or just stopping myself altogether thinking, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to draw X, Y, and Z, so I'm not even going to try. But because of what I've learned, I can I can try. And it the, the results are pretty decent. Um, there's a, there was a, um, there was a TF I did of a, uh, of a Vaporeon as a as a YCH commission of a while back, I have never drawn a Vaporeon in my life, and I very rarely draw canines. But because of my because of doing a lot of research and a lot of um referencing, I was able to do it pretty well. Like it, it's a pretty decent looking um um Vaporeon TF for someone who's never done the character before. 
and I think that's the real the real big value of um of an artistic education, at least in terms of trying to um like uh trying to apply it for like work as a job. That's actually a really, really good and in-depth look at, I suppose that you'd be one of the more luckier ones who got, who, who um, not only went through formal training, but also had a very positive outlook and experience, which is mm -hmm. unfortunate for a lot of the others out there, especially those that got kind of burned from the for-profit uh, artistic schools, like, uh, that, of course, got shut down. Yeah. Yeah, no, for profits, uh, I can't, I can't really speak well to them. They're just, they're just their approach as to, as to their education. It's just, just not much for the, um, the benefit of the student. Okay, um, wow, that's uh, I'm actually very glad that you did have a good positive. Uh, you have a lot to say about it, and it's a mm -hmm. good thing that you're trying to let more people understand the uh the benefits mm -hmm. okay so dropping down a little bit uh this is probably going to be a little bit easier to answer but uh favorite characters in media again uh, twilight not... sparkle <laughs> <laughs> i wonder why Twi uh central <laughs> a nickname mm, yeah um i guess i'm guess you're gonna ask me why next um, maybe not just why, but also any others. Uh, let's see. Uh, Twilight Sparkle was a big one. Um, I'm trying to think of um other uh, other uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I've read. Spider Man was a big one. Spider Man was a big one when I was growing up. Um, uh, Solid Snake from the Metal Gear Solid series. Really? Any particular reason why that one is? It's kind of a big oh. difference hopping from Twilight Sparkle to Solid Snake. Um, it might be weird to say this, but Metal Gear Solid was actually one of the games that really got me starting to think more deeply about things, more um, more insightfully about like what media like is telling us and what it um what it's saying beyond just the story that we're being presented on screen. Um, the uh, the fact that Metal Gear Solid touched upon things like nuclear proliferation, and uh, and the nature of like war, um, in the modern in the modern age, like um, say say what you will about Hideo Kojima, his storytelling and his his themes, or whatever. But when I was a kid, that was those were really profound things for for me, and to really start thinking about. And I know it really opened up the path to be thinking about uh, much more about things later on down the down the line and oh for another character uh, bojack horseman from the from from uh, bojack horseman interesting huh so let's go to some tools uh do you have any favorite programs or tools in those programs that you personally seem to enjoy oh when you create Let's... your favorite types of work my my go-to program um is uh clip studio paint before then i used to use uh paint tool Sci, which i know a lot of people did um unfortunately paint tool Sci is a 32-bit program 
and it has a lot of limitations as a result. One of the big things is that it can't use more than four gigabytes of memory, and yeah, it's like you couldn't have a certain more than a certain number of layers, and you couldn't have um, and you couldn't have a canvas beyond a certain size. So that proved a lot, gave me a lot of issues as I started taking on uh, more and more different kinds of projects that required things that the program couldn't handle. Clip Studio Paint has been been very good and reliable to me for the past like six, like six seven years now, and I'm very ha happy with it. Other programs I use is um is Adobe Animate, which I have been using in uh, some instance of since it was called Flash MX back in like 2004 2005. It is an awful program. I mean, I, I like using it, but man, it has so many problems. It has problems that were around when I was using it back in middle school, and it baffles me that it's still there. I honestly prefer using um, Clip Studio Paint to animate most of the time now, mostly because like I like the feel of Clip Studio Paint as a drawing program, and the, the animation, like... Uh, uh, tools that Clip Studio Paint works really well, and, and it clicks well for anyone more familiar with a traditional animation setup. And transferring the skills over from from a uh, uh, Flash wasn't that all that hard. So those, I would say, those were the, like the two big programs that I I use. Huh. Okay. Well, would you believe? Um, have <clears throat> apologies. Um, would you have ever been inspired just by playing around with the tools or discovered something really neat while just messing around with your uh, with Paint Tool Soul or Clip Studio? Or, and you decided, hey, this is pretty fun. And then you were just inspired to create something? Just because oh, yeah, for sure. Um, in fact, just a short while ago, I made a, uh, a, a painted portrait of one of my characters named Quill. Um, I used a... Uh, I used... Um, I used the... Uh, um, a late Renaissance painting um as a as an inspiration for how i was going to approach it and the thing is i'm not a painter like i don't know that much about painting but it got into my head it's like you know what i'll i'll um i'll do a painting i'll try painting so i put it all together um got my references got the character i want to draw make an illustration and i started pulling out the um some of the paint brushes i have in in a uh, clip studio paint and that like th that paintbrush really did inform a lot of how i was going about it because it had a particular behavior, a particular nature nature of how it blended with other colors, and and I was able to get a very nice textured look to to it to make that really made it feel like um like an authentic more like an authentic painting, um otherwise that I might have not otherwise gotten had I just used my usual um inking and inking and sketching tools. So yeah, um sometimes sometimes just the messing around of things, uh new things emerge. I was like, oh that that's a pleasant surprise. Happy. Um, happy, happy little accidents. That's good. <clears throat> so, um, here, okay, so we're starting to get in a little bit more into art itself at this point, but there's still a little, mm -hmm. little questions here, and then we'll get into the real meat of the real meat. Um, so is there, is, this is regarding your commission work or just general art in general, general mm -hmm. art in general. Um, is there anything that you get asked or paid to draw frequently that you'd rather draw less of? Um, I think I would kind of like to get more, I would say, empowering 
kind of TFs. A lot of TFs I kind of get the um, the characters are like, oh no, I can't believe this is happening to me. Woe is me, and that kind of thing. And granted, um, I drew a lot of that kind of stuff. I that's a big part of like what is um what I've drawn. Um, partly because that's just kind of what's um what's uh popular, what's known in the um, in the TF fandom. That's like that's what what a lot of people like, and you know I like that kind of stuff too. But I also really like seeing TFs that like, like pull a person up, that make them that make put them in a better place for having transformed. And I would really like to get um, I would really like to get more uh, like commissions along those lines. You know, I, not to say that I don't appreciate and I don't enjoy like what I've currently got and what I've what I've done, but seeing someone like just enjoy what they've become. And I and like I don't know, unlock an aspect of themselves as a result therein. Um would just be really nice. That would just be really nice. So you prefer you haven't seen a lot of so you would actually prefer to draw more wholesome or empowering transformations. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see a lot more of that because even um this this scene's been around since I would say like nineties ish, maybe late late eighties, and um it is it is a it is a little bit disappointing um that there aren't as many more like wholesome and empowering TFs, uh, out there, and also um shit post TFs are always also always good. I feel like I feel like um there needs to be a bit more humor to the whole TF scene, and yeah, uh who. Who is that? Who is that artist? That artist who does a lot of like a uh, more shitpost flavored TF art. Um, There's very a lot cartoony. of there. Yeah, I'm thinking of one one person in particular. I can't recall their name right now. Are um, they a badger? No. Um, what's their? Um, they have like a Egyptian themed OC. Like like Egypt, like an Egyptian cat. Do you know Kotep? what I'm talking about? Very Kotep. Yes, that's it. I like uh, Kot- Kotep has a lot uh, has a lot of humor to their MTF work that I really appreciate. A lot of their uh, written works, you mean? Um, uh, no, about well, like their their cartoons and stuff, like their comics. Um, Kotep is a writer. Oh, then who's um who's a who who's making those comics? Uh, pretty sure it's the that Badger artist. Badger. Oh, no, you know what? I'm, I, you know what? I'm thinking of Rush Elok. Rush Elok. That's who I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are they a badger? Oh goodness gracious! If this actually gets out there and they realize that I'm calling them a badger, but they ain't. Yeah, we, could, we could we could just cut this whole part out. You assume that I don't continue to record out of posterity's sake and honestly to our listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. No, I was talking. I was thinking about Rush Elok. That's Kot- I think that Kotep's work is also good too. Kotep's work is, I guess, depending on what they're draw, they're uh, they're writing, it could be both scintillating to the senses, and also really out there. But that's just a personal look, and I actually like them all. But that's just me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that people who aren't who just who also not only finished a 10-hour shift and is already going into weird projects would be able to understand them more at the, at the current moment. <laughs> um, but still, all right. So uh, here's a good question for you. 
Are there any artists you wish you could connect with, talk shop with, or even collaborate with? And I do mean any artists in the fandom, um, transformation spectrum, even professional hired artists. Oh, geez. Uh, Let's see. Um, I want to work with uh, White Flame K at one point. I think they do like very good sound engineering work with their uh, with their transformation stuff, and I think it would be really neat if I could work with them to produce like an like a TF animation one day. That's one person I would definitely like to um, work with at one point. Okay. Um, other people, um, I would totally like to talk shop with folks like uh, Black Shirt Boy, um, Helix Jack, um, Black Shirt Boy, Helix Jack, um, are two big ones. Uh. Yeah, the thing is, is that um, I've been able to talk with some some of the people that I've like really looked up to since I was since I was growing up. So like the li- like the list of uh, people that I don't I haven't at least run into a little bit at one point or another is actually kind of small. It's really surprising. Like I'm like I've talked with like Foxy and Griff and Rapton X, like all those folks that that um that were a big part of like why I got into TF growing up. And how did you feel once you met them? Oh wow! Like I was um, Foxy was one of the first ones, and I was like absolutely starstruck. I couldn't believe that this artist who um, who was such a big part of like why I got into TF wanted to talk with me, and it's just like ah! and then I completely forgot to message her back like for like a month or two. <laughs> I I just couldn't. I didn't really know how to broach the subject. But so um, eventually, though, we did get in contact and we did end up talking with each other, and then we ended up becoming really good friends. It was really nice. Um, yeah. Um, ten-year-old me would be completely and utterly blown away by the idea that I would one day be friends with her. Interesting. Any other uh, individuals that you happen to either make friends with or actually talk on the regular with that you both artists, artists, and commissioners. Um, I, I a few a few of um, my regular commissioners I ended up um becoming friends with. I guess I guess it's just kind of like kind of like the nature of like um of like the like the overlap of the pony sphere and the TF sphere being rather small. It's just kind of nice to be able to um to uh have like regular contact with folks with similar interests. I know that um I know that uh I I I work I talk with on occasion and work with um Choco Pony. Um, that's that he, uh, Daff, Ikaron, those are three folks who are, who are, um, into, um, into a pony TF that I am, that I interact with quite, um, pretty, pretty often. That's good. Uh, so, uh, a triple question for you. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in the furry fandom? which I'm not sure if you have or are not. How long have you been in Transformation fandom? And how long have you been into the Pony fandom? All right. Okay, so the thing when it comes to, like, furry, I personally do not consider myself a furry. I know a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there will will disagree with me on that, and very vehemently so, but, like, I just personally do not identify with the fandom. I have a lot of friends who are in the fandom, and I'm, and it's not like I, I personally have issues with it. It's just that I more strongly associate myself with the Pony fandom. It is in the My Little Pony fandom that I've been in in some form since 2011 in which I really grew as an artist. That's the place where I found, basically I would say I found my calling, where it's like I, I want to, 
I want to be an artist. I want to grow up. I want to go into the art field. And, um, um, yeah, I go into the art field. Uh, that's where I met a lot of my, a lot of friends. I, I, and I really struck out there as a, as like, as a content producer, a content creator of, of making artwork. And through it, I eventually got into like art school and got opportunities to become a better artist. And yeah, um, that's really just like the big thing. Um, I, I want, I want that to be a, a critical part of when people ask me, why did you become an artist? Why do you do the things you do? I want to be able to tell them it's like, it's because of ponies. It's because of um, because of a silly little show that started in October two thousand ten that I eventually went on to become the artist that I am today, and I, it's that's just it's just important to me, you know. Like if other people want to look at me and say he's he's a furry artist, it's like you know what, fine, whatever. I'm not going. I'm not going to uh, to like, like um, bring my blood to a boil trying to argue with them. But for me personally, it's because of MLP that I am here today doing what I'm doing. And that even and that plays into when I got into TF. I got into TF when I was like 10 years old, 9 or 10 years old. And I don't even clearly remember how or why. I just remember being a little kid having like getting this big dragon poster. And all I can remember about that poster um, was that is that not that dragons were cool, but like I want to be a dragon. Dragons were a big part of me getting into TF. And that's eventually me looking up dragon transformation on Google when I finally got internet, like when I was 11 or 12 years old, was eventually what led me to Rapton X's work and eventually other um, TF artists. Ah, Rapton X was... And uh, the other golden oldies, I suppose. The old guard. Yeah, no, I, I basically got into TF right around when the classic, I guess you could call the classical era of TF, was kind of coming to an end. Because ah, that's when age, that's when things think. started um, kind of uh, shifting and changing, <laughs> shifting and changing. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, but the thing is about that is that as much as I was into TF, I didn't draw TF until about 2013, 2012, 2013, when I finally decided, hey, I know how to draw people because I learned how to draw like anime badly, but I knew how to draw anime, and I knew how to draw ponies. So why don't I draw? people turning into ponies and that is how i got my start roughly around 2012 i uploaded a drawing of someone which is supposed to be me turning into twilight sparkle and that was the first that was the first tf drawing i ever published online and i guess you say could say the rest is history from there but yeah so it that kind of it feeds into each other like um i know that like a, a big part of why a lot there's a lot of people enjoy my work is because of my tf work but like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for ponies um it people like foxy and rapton x and uh, and a whole lot of folks who uh, who are into tf and also a lot of other folks who just consider themselves furry have played a big part in like me getting getting to the point where i i put myself out there but if it wasn't for mlp i wouldn't have done it in the first place and that's just that's just something i i just like want people to just kind of like consider and keep in mind when they think about me and my work you know it's important to me that, that that's that's really the ultimate thing it's that's what's important for me i i just want to kind of just like want to give credit due to 
a fandom that like basically helped facilitate um what I can do today, you know. No, that's fair. It's completely fair. Um, the My Little Pony fandom was, admittedly, a <clears throat> phenomenon to say the least. I, oh yeah, out of nowhere, <clears throat> and I have seen and understood what why so many people felt down, depressed, whatever. Um, it's actually very surprising, even to myself, that to see a fandom, um, not only start but also end but not in a you know not the explosive or the show suddenly ended on season two and no it lasted so long that people actually got to see the rise the plateau the fall the climax the whole the whole nine yards it's it's it almost yeah. played out like a very interesting greek play yeah, minus no, there's the a, like, stabbing and i'm and like i'm very proud to have been a part of it all throughout and I, I see my I still see myself like um I still see myself being a part of it in some shape or another for a, a long time yet. I don't I don't see myself uh um uh leaving it like you know I have I, I have I have things I want to do other ideas and stuff I want to explore and of my own. But um but the MLP will always play, have a very special part place in my heart that I don't want to just um I don't want to um ever uh uh throw away. So you'll never forget your home? Yeah. Go figure. A little tree tree library. <laughs> so, all right, now let's get into the transformation questions. This will either be really long or really short. Oh, boy. So, uh, I'm going to skip over some of these. But have you... Is there any type of transformation that you find inspiring? Uh, that you draw inspiration from like any yeah. let's see well i mentioned them i've mentioned uh, like foxy and griff before foxy for her appealing and often empowering kind of ts griff for his very very realistic depictions of it um as it is like i i can i consume a substantial amount of like tf media and i'm i'm always looking at like what other artists are doing and like see and seeing what, what I can what how I can be inspired or like otherwise uh pull from what they're doing and see how it can enhance it can advance and enhance my own work. There's a lot of really good artists in this um in this uh, space, and it's really nice being able to um, being able to uh look at all of them. Um, as for work that really that really stand out to me, um, I like tend to like works. If they have a, a more solid understanding of anatomy, um, super cartoony TFs just never really don't really um gel with me. Um, if the characters are just too too cartoony, too abstracted, and the changes that they undergo just um just uh, are more for like the cartoony sense rather than like um like uh, based in real life anatomy, it doesn't really gel with me. And it's not like there's anything necessarily anything wrong with that is just not how I want to approach. It's not, it's not how I approach uh, TF work. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I was actually going to ask what your earliest transformation art piece would be, but I actually one not only remember it, you can imagine that, <laughs> but you quite meant, literally just mentioned it um, eight minutes ago. Um, so 
I'm gonna skip that and ask you what was the most influential transformation piece in media that you can recall from when you were younger? I would say it was the um oh man, when I was younger. Um the Animorphs books, probably. <laughs> the Animorphs books were a really big part of that. I, I remember being a kid and just flipping through like doing like the little flip flip animations, flip animations on the corner and just like watching like the kids turn into them into animals and be like, wow, I wish that were me. <laughs> that was a really that was a really big part. Um, I think they stopped never... doing that in the later books, didn't they? Oh, I hope not. That would be a shame. Those were those were great. I mean, it it still bothers me when when um when uh, the writer uh, K. A. Applegate still describes knees reversing. But you know what? I'm uh, it. It was a classic part of a lot of people's childhoods. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um harp on that too much. Too much. <laughs> Okay. Uh, before we get out yeah, of, no, that a... sorry, go ahead. No, that was just the, that was just a real that was the big thing. Um, because I was I was I was born in like 1994, and I didn't get internet when I, until I was uh until much later. So I didn't get to see like a lot of like like the more I guess classic TF things like um American Werewolf in London. That was like a big part for a lot of for a lot of uh, people. I remember. Um, but I didn't see that scene until I was well already like um, like much much older basically. Mm. You're already uh, well accustomed to the transformation fandom at that point. Yep. All right. Uh, what did you think when you saw it? When I saw that, I was like, "Oh wow! Why aren't um, why aren't more TF scenes in movies this good?" Which then just suddenly reminded me. Um, there was one werewolf TF scene that I did see that was really, really like stood out to me when I was a kid, and it was the one from the Helsing movie, the Van Helsing movie, which is not a great movie, but God, it had a really good werewolf. I was gonna say the werewolf look in that was really cool. I dig the I yes. dig the look. Yeah, no, the werewolf in in Helsing was fantastic. I really liked that werewolf, especially because um, like 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 the werewolf in um. In American Werewolf in London is uh, not actually not my favorite. I don't really like how it looks. But the process. Oh, but the process was fantastic. Oh, without a doubt, it's the reason why it's one of the most well referred to piece of transformation media. Um. Okay. So, what do you work on outside of the transformation spectrum? Well, there's my um. There's the stuff I do in the pony fandom. Um. I don't um I don't uh I every I get, seem to um get myself um like involved with some project or one another in the pony fandom and like do an illustration here or there. Um yeah, it's just um that's just that's just a, a space that I, I occupy. I'm don't make most of the illustrations I do there tend to be more on the humorous side because I even today, um I kind of got into pony fandom as uh, by shit posting, by making shit post doodles, um, or like chat rooms I was involved in, and that's still a huge part of like the content I produce even today. Uh, as for that, I also have um my own original projects that I work on outside of a TF and pony that I don't uh, I don't really talk about because it's um it's stuff that I kind of keep separate um from um from those spaces. 
I'll, I might share them. I might share them on like my essential name one day, but um, but they are stuff that I just completely work on, develop independently of um, of uh, TF and ponies that I basically discuss with completely different circles, artistic circles that that I have no involvement, and with who some of some of whom don't even know that I'm involved with them, TF or ponies. Interesting. Nothing wrong with that. You're able to get a. De definitely the different perspective, especially when people are like-minded. Yeah. So that's a good idea. So, um, what are your favorite species that you like to see transformations of? Let's see. Well, there's ponies. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, dragons are a big thing. Dragons have always been very close to my heart in terms of TF, especially because they're the ones that really got me into it back when I was a kid. So even though I do draw a lot of ponies nowadays, um, I'm always very happy to see a dragon dragon TF out there. Oh, which just suddenly reminded me, Nygolt is a really big uh, inspiration too, in terms uh, of um, artists, especially because they're like they're like one of the few, few folks who've done Mass Effect TFs, and I really appreciate that. Um, but I'm um, snapping back. Um, uh, let's see, dragons, equines, equines in general, equines in general are good. I like seeing a lot of mythical species, a lot of myth, um, to like griffins, um, griffins, wyverns, dragons, those are big ones. I like seeing, um, snakes. Snakes are good. Uh, avians, bats. Bats are a big one. I really like seeing bat TFs, and I think it's very unfortunate that they're super underappreciated in terms of TFs. There's not a lot of bat TFs compared to well, there's a whole lot of canine and feline TFs out there. Maybe a little too much. Uh, I don't want I don't want I don't want to um to uh, step on anyone else's preferences, but there are so many canine and feline TFs out there. It's a little oversaturated, which I mean I guess it makes sense because because of the huge overlap between TF and furry nowadays. But it's like you don't you don't really see me do you won't see me doing a lot of canine slash feline TFs. Not that I not necessarily against doing them. It's just that there's just so so much there's already like you you can find another artist. Another artist who will do it so much better and with much more passion than I can. Hey, you know, fair enough. Uh, mm -hmm. If that's your preference, you know, keep it. There's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, bat TFs. If if pe more people do bat TFs, I will be very very happy. Hmm. Well, if this podcast actually gets traction, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple of people who are going to draw bat TFs just for you and your red polo. <laughs> oh, my red polo. Or not. <laughs> Um, how did that red polo start, by the way? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just, at one point when I was doing these TF things, I just kind of wanted something that was like a, like a constant that'd be like, okay, you know, um, I'm drawing myself in these TFs a lot. So why don't I just include an element that's just like, this is like, uh, that just makes it obvious that this is me. And so it became, that became the red polo because I do have a lot of red polos. I have like four or five of them in my closet. And each of one of them, only two of them are of the same color and consistency. The rest are slightly different. Um, and yeah, the red polo just became kind of a shorthand to be like, hey, you see this black haired, messy, messy, doughy Asian dude wearing the red polo? That's me. And so if this TF, if this is a TF and involves all those elements, that's a self-insert TF because a lot, and I mean a lot of the TF I make often is like stuff that I would like to like see myself TF into selfless um, fulfillment. Yeah, more of a self TF. Um, 
I know there's all there are people who are more into like seeing other people being TF, um, and sometimes being even being the instigator as such. But for me, a lot of it is like I want to be in those shoes. So that's that's really how the whole red pull of TF thing. And hey, would you know? People started recognizing recognizing that I know that I have been stopped at conventions a few times because I was wearing a red polo and being like, "Hey, are you Ace?" It's like, "Yeah, I am." It's like, "Oh man," it's like I recognized you from the red polo, and that's just this really, really awesome. That's actually pretty interesting. So you basically created something that was a definite a defining trait without having to go into ludicrousness, such as for, um. I don't think you've actually ever seen him in real life, but Cat Monk Shiro, he is quite literally a gentle giant. He is huge and really yeah, strong. Yeah. Um, but he's also, again, very very nice and very quiet mm -hmm. most of the time. Okay, maybe not quiet, but he's very nice. <laughs> maybe a bit too huggy. But, uh, or uh, I guess some people, especially in the transformation spectrum, like you have... Uh, I guess Nigold, he's blue. Or uh, if you've <laughs> ever seen uh, someone named Kyridos, he's always also blue, but with like spots. Um, Tharkas and his kilt. Tharkas and the kilt. Can't ever forget that one. Uh, you also <laughs> got uh, Mephis or Mephia with that really obvious uh, outfit and the four tails and the little hairstyle that they got going on. Yeah, um, no, like um, I still remember that like you were a you were a person I recognized in the in the TF space, and um that you um that you seemed to know a bunch a bunch of the folks that like I was following, as a as a small as a small child, when I was just following TF artists and I wasn't really involved with anything, and I just I, I just saw your name pop up a lot, so it was so you know surprised it was like oh hey I know who this person is reaching out to me, and yeah, oh I reached out to you. Uh, I believe so. I believe you're the one who reached out to me. Uh, actually, I remember differently. You watched me out of nowhere, so I shouted back at your page saying, Hey, thanks for that. Any particular reason? Because at that point, you had already started taking off uh, into the transformation spectrum. You were in your... I guess your fifth or tenth upload on your Fur Affinity account. And that's mm -hmm. when... Uh, you know, that's when it started to... Uh, take off from there and then we basically talk to each other oh hey blah 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 it's like hey you don't you don't happen want to talk on skype would you and well i guess that as they say as you said is history yeah yeah no so yeah like i said i'm i know i noticed you i recognized you like there's a lot of names in like the in the transformation community that i have that i really that i recognize and it's always a surprise when i when i bump into them i'm like like I, I talked to a like a one Lance Fox on mm -hmm. Telegram on occasion, and it's just it's just it's just surprising because I remember I was like I remember this dude, I remember this dude like uh, getting commissions from people all the time when I was when I was like a kid, and now I'm talking with him. <laughs> uh, he also has his own defining traits as well. Um, the, uh, the eyes, the eyes. Yes, it's always the eyes. Um... How did you feel when uh, when he got his own pony Sona with a really hilarious name? Oh, Cheesequake. Yes. No, no, it was, it was some. It it always it always warms my heart whenever I see people like getting into the into the show, um, and wanting to like make their own ponies and all that. I know that I I personally like I don't even I honestly I don't try to 
but I know that I've gotten like a lot of people into the show because of my work and it just it just makes me really happy because um like I said as I mentioned before like um MLP was a huge influence as to um in, as to me becoming an artist and doing what I do today and I just personally I love sharing that with people and I love being able to have like this common ground of this um this uh cute this cute television show to share with people and it's not it's not even like that that I think that MLP is the best show in the world it's actually it it's not um I don't actually consider it all, all too highly when it comes to like writing. I have like other shows that I find like significantly more impactful in that regard, like BoJack Horseman, for instance, or even or like Avatar: The Last Airbender. But um, but like it's the circumstances around it, the community, and all all of those things that emerged around and because of that show and what it pulled out out of me is like it's one of those things that's significantly more than the sum of its parts. You know, and like, and to bring it back to what I was saying earlier, to to be able to share that with some people, like I know that I got like folks like Tharkis into the show a little bit, um, because of um because of my work. That that's that that makes me happier more than anything else. That's not bad at all. There's nothing wrong with bringing friends and all of that into um into the same interests that you happen to be into. If anything, it just makes it yeah. a little bit easier to just chat and hang. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so... What are your favorite triggers that would cause transformations? Um, let's see. Uh, because I like doing a lot of uh, character TFs, I like, it, I, like them, I like it when someone interacts with something related to that character and it instigates a change. Like um one of one of the my favorite TFs that I've done is a um is a TF into a dragon character named um, Ember in um in MLP and in it like it's happening because the person is interacting with a with a uh with the Bloodstone Scepter, which is like this um this MacGuffin that was in in one episode that was related to the dragons. Um books for Twilight, um there's just a bunch of different things, all a bunch of different things that you can work with um, when it comes to like object-based triggers. So that's always fun. Those are always fun. Um, I also kind of like um, like it when a, like when you, when a character starts acting or like acting as a reflection or an aspect of a character and then they start, and then they start turning into that character as a result. Like doing something particularly athletic to start turning into Rainbow Dash, for instance. <laughs> other than that though um matt um i'm pretty i'm pretty like open with them um, like various kinds of triggers like magic or science induced i'm happy with either um it's uh for it's for me it's more about like the process of change than necessarily what instigated it and what instigated it can be fun can be interesting but i personally like to explore like how things go from one form to another again process absolutely nothing wrong with that so um all right so let's if you don't mind we can go ahead and uh proceed and i can go ahead and ask some personal questions if that's okay with you yeah sure thing all right uh what's your normal day-to-day -day? um most of the time well nowadays because of um because of this whole uh 
uh, COVID COVID nineteen thing, the coronavirus, a lot of it is just kind of waking up, like playing a video game or two, and then getting to, getting some drawing done. Um, sometimes I'll sometimes I organize some online games with a friend or a friend, but yeah, a lot of it's just kind of like waking up and just getting to work in some form or fashion, or just if if I'm not feeling up to it, I'll just um I'll play some video games. Um, that's how it that's how it's kind of been. Um. I know that uh, prior to that, like I would try to um, like once in a while, like go out, hang out with friends, um, like go uh, maybe head down to head down to a restaurant or whatever, just do them um, just to chat, catch up. Because thankfully, I do have some of my friends from um, I still have a few friends from um, high school who have hung around and I still hang out with them right fairly regularly. Not not as much right now, though, unfortunately. Mm, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, do your personal friends happen to know what you do? Oh, yes, they do. Um, a small a handful of my closest real-life friends, they all know what I do, what I'm into. Um, their, their understanding, it's, not, it's none of their things. But they think, but yeah, no, they, they, they know what I do. And they're, they're pretty supportive, I appreci- which I very much appreciate. That's good. Yeah, uh, I am... I remember, I even remember that it was basically like my end of the year thing when I was in high school to to tell one of my closest friends that I was into TF. That was like one of my, that was like my end goals before we graduated and went off to college. This sounds like a really fun little uh, surprise thing. Yep. You'd, you'd think that your friends would have spoke to each other about it at some point. Or you oh, might've... no, um... Well, the thing is, is that there isn't too much overlap between my online friends and my real life friends. Um, there is more nowadays, though, as I've um as I've bought them into like gaming sessions and all that. But as far as I know, they haven't really. Not many of them have talked like outside of that, outside of those moments. But they, it's happened enough that um that like the names have started becoming recognized. Like for instance, like a like a yellow recognizes a uh, like Plumbo, for instance. Plumbo's unique um, just because of the name. Yeah, no, Plumbo's been a friend of mine since since high school. Even a little before. That sounds pretty good. I especially remember Plumbo. He put a bullet in the back of my head because I, uh, he wasn't watching his fire and I stood up. <laughs> okay. Um. Alright, so what is the most annoying question you've been asked? Or you get oh. asked? Um. Wait, okay, first of all, uh, we should probably bleep out those names that mentioned earlier. Just because we don't know if they they be they be a. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, really. What do you mean? Those aren't really their names. No, no, I know, but that's just maybe maybe they might not be, want to be um, in connection with uh, with this thing. I'm confused by what you mean. Uh, is but, there actually maybe, somebody named out there named? No, uh, no, no, no. Mainly, mainly Plumbo. Mainly Plumbo. I might might want to um might might want to uh, censor his name. I know we scrambled the name and everything, but it's there's a lot of names you could come with P L O M. No, but the thing is, is that it's a very specific name he uses online. Yeah, well, so, so is Mephi and Mephis, So. Yeah, but I mean, we're involved with this with this whole thing. Maybe not necessarily. I'm gonna cut him. this. Uh, remind to cut the scene out, but uh, Ace, yeah. I was basically stating that Plumbo's not a real name. No, I I know, but he might. But the thing is, is that he does use that name online, I, I, and he I, might I, not. I got appreciate it. being mentioned on this. I got it. I got it. I'll have to snip that so, out. 
Yeah. Okay. Just, you can just you can just you can just like bleep it just to make sure just um you can have still have the whole conversation just make sure that his name isn't mentioned. I got it. I'll just go ahead and have Fluttershy go. Yay. Yeah. All right. Cool. And. Okay. So again, what is the most annoying question you get asked? Oh, can you draw my OC? <laughs> I'm pretty Maybe sure that. Pretty sure that's like one of the most common question, uh, annoying questions artists get. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I can't really think of I can't really think of a, a like questions like I keep getting asked them that that I would find annoying. Um, I think the closest thing I would find kind of annoying is if when people just uh, say hi, like they just mention this, like they they try to reach out to me and just say hi, and that's all. I can't work with that. I I I tend to I try to be like open and friendly to people, but if I'm if all I can get is a get is a hi and a how are you doing, I don't know how to op- open up a conversation, and I just I already have to keep in track of keep track of so many people already as it is that I just can't try to engage in a conversation like that with the hopes that it'll open up into something more, you know. Hi. Hello. Got it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Yeah, like if, if people want to talk to me online, please come with a conversation. Like, come with like something you want to talk about. Like, even even op- even opening that up, up that you are that you like my work, and just that will significantly significantly increase your chances of having a decent conversation with me. Because if it's just hello, it's just that. It's just hello. Fair enough. I mean. Hmm. It's just like having commission. If you don't have a general idea, it's just like okay. Except you're not being paid for it. <laughs> so, uh, do you feel that it's a good idea to get to understand your commissioner on a slightly more personal level? Um, especially for long-term uh, things, or even just short or short short terms, or just I a think, sketch. I think it's. I think it's fine for like a commissioner and a commissionee. To, to end up becoming friends, I think that's there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just that you know there there will have there will have to come this understanding that like when it comes to like commissioning work that it that that engagement is more on a professional level because there is because there can be some problems. Um, but with with around that kind of space, but I think there is nothing inherently wrong with um ending up becoming friends with with like regular commissioners. Heck, I mean I've ended up becoming friends with some of my regular commissioners. So it'd be kind of weird for me to tell people no that you, you shouldn't do that. Um but yeah, this is like there there also has to be just like this understanding. It's like, you know, um you you can be friends, but then when it comes to like the whole business exchange kind of thing, you have to also you have to be able to be to separate that. Because it can get kind of awkward if you can't. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, do you find it easier to communicate or understand other people online? Um, I'm a fairly extroverted person. I do pretty well in um in like in personal settings. That being said, I have been I have communicated with people online um to some degree since at least 2005 2006 when I first started them, when I first got Steam and started engaging in them online gaming spaces. So it's not it's not hard for me. It's not hard at all for me to to talk with people and get to know them 
online. In fact, I find it very weird to communicate with friends I've known in real life and then communicate with them online. That's really weird. That's really awkward for me. But for people who I've known online first, it's very easy for me to go back and forth between like interacting with them in real life and inter- interacting with them online. I actually completely understand that, um, especially since most people tend to be, at least in this particular sphere, tend to be introverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes more sense. Uh, but regarding meeting people, um, after meeting either someone in voice or in person, uh, in that you like find something that isn't readily, uh, find information that isn't readily available, such as their actual gender, um, how they tend to act on the daily. Uh, does it tend to change the way you view them? Well, I mean, it, it's um, that's just kind of like how it works with anyone, really. You know, when you learn something new about a person and you kind of take that in with uh, how you interact with them. It's just an un- it's really just an unavoidable part of like interacting with people. It's not not so much different from like um interacting with people online as it is um off offline. I think it's just that when it comes to offline interactions, it, be- it the process is a little more organic. While online, um, people can be a lot more picky and choosy of what to, they reveal about themselves. But ultimately, the end result is the same. You um, you take in this new information, and it recontextualizes how you how you approach and think about the other person. Uh, huh. Okay. So I did ask earlier if you had any major goals. So <laughs> again, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But do you have any regrets? I do. I do have a few a few regrets. But um let's see. Uh I will speak about this in really vague terms just so that um I'm not I'm not like a pointing it on any particular people. When I was when I was in high school, I think it was my second or third year of high school, I had I had a friend that um that I had met online and we had become very good friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um we um they were one of the first people that i had become friends with online that eventually met with me in person and like stayed over my house it was really cool it was really great um uh at one point though they came out to me that they were trans um i at this um at this point i was like i was or like i was already involved with tf I had done a lot of like TFTG art. So it was like the whole concept of being trans was was not new to me. But it really it really like it was a big like I don't know how it troubled me immensely. Like it was really hard for me to like wrap my head around at that time. And I like I was like, okay, I understand and I'll be supportive. But after that I kind of like drifted away from them. I didn't really talk much with them af- after that. And then um, after a while, we just kind of stopped talking like all together. And that would happen maybe like in the first or second year of um college or like the last year of high school. And it was a really big like um regret of mine for a very, very long time that like that I promised that I would be supportive of my friend. And I wasn't there. Thankfully, about about I would say like within the past year, 
I finally reached out to them and I started talking with them. And I did talk to tell them about this whole thing, about like how I about what I did, how I felt about that, and all that, all my regrets. And well, they 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 um they forgave me. They forgave me for all that. And well, that was a that was an immense relief for me. And I was just like happy that like um that they didn't hold it against me that uh what I did. It and it wasn't it wasn't even like it wasn't even something so much um like uh like like um like outright malicious as it was just kind of like neglectful on my part um but you know coming back to them years later now that i was older and more understanding more mature i was able to kind of like talk to them more and it didn't you know nowadays it doesn't bother me i mean heck um just a while ago i came out i came out um online as non-binary so there you go (laughs) So yeah, um, I would say that was like that was like one of my biggest regrets. But it's fortunately one of my one of those regrets I was able able to actually ameliorate. Hmm. Well, I can tell you one thing: you actually used the word ameliorate correctly. Yeah. This in this context, anyway. Um. Okay. So believe it or not, it's actually time to go ahead and wrap up this uh, little interview. It went a sure. lot longer than I expected it to be. By uh, Significant portion. <laughs> so yeah, I might have to trim in some parts. Uh, I don't think as much I can trim. But uh, anyway, so do you have any questions for me or any or for the audience to go ahead and reach out to you for? Um. Well, I don't know. I guess if you're into if you're into ponies and you're into, into TF, uh, come look me up. It's um. I, I do a lot of that, and I hope that um, regardless of you whether or not you like ponies, that you'll still enjoy my work regardless because I. I try to carry a lot of like, you could say the heart and spirit of like the the classic era of TF into my work today, and I'm I hope that I hope that still translates whether or not you're into the subject matters that I draw. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, are there any sh- uh shoutouts, artists, or anyone in general that you'd like to go ahead and give while we still have while we go ahead and wrap it up? Uh, I want to say a shout out to uh Codris. You need to draw more. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, sh- shout out to uh, uh several several artists artist uh peeps and friends uh Daff, uh Couch Crusader, Choco Pony, Yellow Coat. Um, let's see. Uh, Eclipse. There. Um. Uh, Nova. There is. Oh my God. There are so many people. Um, this. There are a lot of people that uh that um let's see Billy McSplosion, um trying to remember everyone I I feel I feel bad about leaving folks out Darnell, uh the Saparox um let's see other folks uh Koopa Cap yo Shark Rags a uh Maneko yo um just yeah just shout out to to fellow fellow peers in drawing and and TF art. You guys help. You guys um help me keep going, and I hope I I hope I'm I help contribute to your own personal adventures in art as well. Okay, well, again, thank you for coming, Ace. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, might co- ask you down for a follow up interview at a later time. Maybe some hoops and loops. Maybe even a dual interview. Who knows? Sweet. Might be uh, someone. It might be something. <laughs> so. If you ever get if you get Koopa Cap, I I, I want to be there with him. 
<laughs> well, I guess that's a specific call out. Uh, is there anyone? Is there anyone in particular you think that you might ask on my behalf, or would be interested in getting an interview just like this on TF Talks? I don't know. Um, can you interview Edmo? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my conversational Japanese is actually very rusty. Yeah, that 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 would be, that would be an issue. I don't know. Um, I I mentioned some folks. Um. Koopa Cap and Shark Rags would be two folks that I think would be make a very interesting uh, interview. Uh, yeah, those two. They're great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and reach out to them. Or if before I reach out, you're more than welcome to give them a poke. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thanks, uh, all of you guys who actually stuck out, stuck out and uh, listen for the first ever Transformation Talks with uh, Aerie slash Mafia. Uh, again, this is our guest, TF Central. You can find his artwork on Fur Affinity on furaffinity.net slash user slash TF dash S E N T I A L, TF Central. Uh, he is also found on Twitter under the name at TF S E N T I A L. He also has a Tumblr, Essential. That I don't update anymore. Tumblr.com. Okay, thanks everybody and have a great day or night. Take care. Bye bye.